It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up in a little bit, we will talk about the big NBA trade today. Pascal Siakam headed to the Pacers for a ton of picks. Worth it for Indiana. Uh, Yes, no, why, why not? Uh, And the Wizards. We haven't really talked about the trade they made over the weekend either, so we'll get into that coming up throughout the final hour of the show. But first, I'm very excited to welcome our next guest in. Uh, great dude. Get to see him all the time out in Ashburn and at FedEx Field. Always great to catch up with him. And uh, he wrote a really, really great piece for Commanders.com about Adam Peters, but not not from him sitting down and talking with Adam. Uh, our, our guy, Zach Selby, Got a call from John Lynch. Yeah, that's right. Adam Peters, former boss, the president of football operations out in San Francisco. And the nuggets in this story are fantastic. Uh, so with that, we bring Zach on to the show now. Zach, what's up, man? Uh, appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, honestly, it was a little bit of a surprise I was even able to talk to him. You know, Sean, Sean DeBarbieri, our uh, director of PR, just sent me a text random. I was like, hey, John Lynch is able to talk to you in, in like a couple of days. I was like, wait, excuse me, what? So I had to like <laughs> scramble to like come up with some questions. But yeah, it was a it was a great conversation to get to talk to him and get a chance to know a little bit more about Adam, not just, you know, what, he, what he's able to do with the, the Broncos and the Patriots, but how he's able to build that great roster over there at the 49ers. Yeah, and I th- I thought the what what's been so cool uh that for me at least uh, the last week or so like we were lucky enough to have Scott Pioli on the show on Friday who gave Adam his first job in the league and he kind of told that story. And then you got kind of the Broncos and then Broncos the 49ers part of his bio down in some more detail. Can you relay that story for us and what it was like to hear it from John Lynch's mouth of how you know they wind up next to each other in the draft room, and then John gets the job, uh, and that of course in Denver, and then John gets the job in San Francisco, and is like, I know what I need to do. Yeah, it, it's crazy how how those how those situations always work out, right? So John Lynch ha- had a little bit of a relationship with John Elway, and they start, kind of started to get to talk about how he would want to be in the front office a little bit. So he started out with just evaluating the safeties, then the defensive backs, and then all of a sudden he's in the third year of them getting to kind of ease him into the front office process. He's in the he's in the draft room with the Broncos, and he happens to sit down next to this dude named Adam Peters. Um, and he just immediately became impressed with him, and they started hitting it off pretty well. Um, they had a lot of the same philosophies on how to build rosters. They liked the same kind of players. And he was really impressed with, with Adam, and not just because of his football acumen, but also the way he was able to, to stand up and to, with com, some conviction to, for, for who he believed was going to be able to help the roster. He even stood up a lot to, to John Elway himself. I mean, which, I mean to, see, to have a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, standing uh, opposite of you and telling you, hey, like, tactfully, I think we could maybe go in a different direction. Maybe this guy could help us out in a different way than what you're thinking. That takes a lot of, of gumption is what John Lynch had. And whenever uh, Lynch got the job with the 49ers, he knew immediately I need to have Adam Peters on my staff because of how smart he is, how collaborative he is, and just how much conviction he has about his players. And obviously you see the results where they've spoken for themselves. I mean, playoff appearances, um, Super Bowl runs, all that other stuff, because those two have just been so much in lockstep. And Lynch calls him his right-hand man for a reason. I mean, those those fingerprints are just as much on the roster as much as Lynch's is. Um, this is not. This would not normally be the second question, but I don't want to forget it at the end. Was there any point in the call where Lynch is like, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how do, how do they, this is not the most important thing here, obviously, but like, is Lynch nervous about losing Peters? He, he definitely didn't sound like it. Um, you know, if anything, the, the entire theme of, of, of that cold conversation was how deserving uh, uh, Adam was of the opportunity because he, he said he's very proud of Adam because of what he's been able to do. But I, I, do, I do get to what you mean. It's, it's, it's kind of like he called, like I said, he called him his right-hand man for a reason because he was so integral to the way the 49ers were doing things. It allowed John to, to prioritize his time a little bit better because there's obviously as, as a GM, you know, head of football operations, you're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. But you have a guy in Adam Peters who says, no, I, I got this. You can handle you know, the meeting with ownership. You can handle the meeting with, with the team president. I can handle some of the other stuff so that this, uh, this ship keeps, keeps afloat here. And he appreciated that so much. Um, but obviously when you have a guy like that, you realize, like, he's going to be a GM at some point in your at some point in his very near future. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to miss Adam for sure. I mean, how would you not? But at the same time, you have to realize that, yeah, he's proud of him because he's seen him kind of, quote-unquote, grow up a little bit, and he just knew it was a matter of time before he was going to be leading his own franchise at some point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I think that it was just funny reading the quotes in your story. Again, ZachSelbyCommanders.com is with us. Talk to John Lynch about Adam Peters, and there was like an undertone from the way it's presented. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's so complimentary. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to replace this guy? So I was wondering if he ever vocalized that on the call. But I mean, part of running a good organization is they well know in San Francisco is setting up a succession plan as they have from Robert Sala to D'Amico Ryans and now Steve Wilkes uh, replacing Ryans and, and, and all the things they've done with their coaching staff. So I'm sure they can do that in their front office too. Uh, you mentioned the, the impact that Peters had on the roster out there. What is it about him as a talent evaluator that, that makes him so special and allowed him to work not just so well with Lynch, but with Kyle Shanahan? You know, I think the, there's a couple of things. I think one is his collaboration, right? I think that's been so key, not just for Adam Peters, but it seems like the entire – anyone who comes out of that 49ers organization, it seems to be like collaboration is, is kind of like their their biggest thing. He's not really going in there with his one voice saying, oh, we have to do this or we have to do that. It seems like all of his opinions are coming from – it's like an amalgamation of a lot of other opinions that he's gathered – um, uh, throughout his process to say, okay, this is what we need to do because we all agree this is how things need to be done. It kind of reminds me of something that I actually heard that you and you and Logan Paulson talking about on the Take Command podcast about how Kyle's very, Kyle Shannon is very much like, okay, yeah, like if you're going to bring something to the table, yeah, like you, we'll, we'll listen to you, but you need to make sure you're backing it up from something. And, and definitely, and definitely, Adam has that ability. But I also think his ability to to relate to people, I think, is a kind of an underrated quality, right? Because, yeah, you know, the NFL is is a business. Like, play, like players all under understand that their value is going to be determined how much they can help the football team win, and if not, they're not going to be there for very long. Um, but at the same time, Adam kind of it seems like Adam knows that athletes are people, and that he doesn't just treat them as a commodity. He definitely treats them as 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 almost like kind of a quasi partner in this because they are kind of they're all working towards the same goals. And, and one of the things I really I liked about whenever John Lynch said this is that Adam has a way of, of being very blunt and saying, okay, this is what we need from you. This is how we're going to get this done. This is why we think you're going to be valuable. And it's very upfront and honest. And there's not a lot of flower language to it, but I think players appreciate and respect that. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's, it's ability to collaborate with the scouting department. I think that's been pretty key. That's why he's been able to be so successful in evaluating late-round talent. 
Uh, and also, like I said, his ability just to relate to people, let them know that they are human beings, that we're all working towards this one thing. He's not just some face out there that is kind of giving down directions on how he's he's interacting with people and players. He's telling them exactly how they're going to be helpful in the, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, I thought that was a great anecdote because uh, I think people hear sometimes like, oh, he's a great people person. It's like, okay, like this is football. These are men, blah, blah, blah. And you get kind of that stuff. And it's like, no, like the way he the way he goes about it is exactly that. Like he's blunt, he's honest, but he's like actually honest, not fake honest like you get – um, in a lot of a lot of work situations, period. Nevertheless, in the NFL, um, you mentioned his relationship with the scouts, which is something else I wanted to ask you about. That that Lynch touched on in your piece when they got to San Francisco. Apparently, they they, they I guess inherited a lot of the scouts and wound yeah. up keeping a lot of them. What was that yeah. part of the conversation like? Because that is obviously what is going to happen here. As for for fans that don't know, like scouting Black Monday is the day after the draft. If you are this far into your draft process, your scouts are going to stay the same even if your GM does. So being able to work with them, even if it's just for a year, is incredibly important. So what what kind of experience does Peters have to draw on from what he and Lynch did in San Francisco when they got there in 2017? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that, that John was saying was that they were, they were very impressed with the scouts that they kind of quote-unquote inherited, as you said. But, and, you know, they're, they're obviously great, they're very talented evaluators, but they all needed – a, a big direction because obviously they're going in a very different direction than what the previous regime was, was going through. So that's where Adam really came in, right? He, he kind of gave them a lot of very clear direction on what, what he and John really wanted in players, what kind of qualities they valued and who the players were that had those values that they could add. And I think that's where his relation, his ability to relate to people comes comes in very well they had very clear direction on on how they wanted to structure the roster i mean because like it's just because i guess like it's not it's not the same as like assistant coaches right it's not like oh they fit certain certain schemes or they fit certain things like no they they evaluate who you tell them to evaluate and then they give you a report and that's that they have to they, they're only as good as their certain the certain qualities that you that you tell them that you want um so again when you have a guy like adam who is very clear and blunt about what he wants and how he wants to uh, create his vision into a reality that allows for a better scouting process. So yeah, he's going to be inheriting some different scouts that, that, you know, Ron Rivera had had kept from the previous regime as well. Um, But yeah, I think they're going to have a very good idea about what Adam wants in terms of what this and the new head coach, whatever they're going to build uh, this thing that that ends up being at some point in the near future. Yeah. That, that is that's a really good point as well. Um, that some of these scouts that are going to be inherited have been here not just through the Ron Rivera era, but back into the the Bruce Allen, Kyle Smith, you know, various levels of people in charge through that whole era. Um, it's kind of funny because you go to the combine and you see the same guys in commanders polos as you saw yeah. in 2017. If you're me and you were on the beat back in 2017, uh, and by the way, that 2017 49ers draft. Uh, not not all hits by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, with that scouting group uh, that they inherited, Solomon Thomas was their first pick. Uh, they eventually got George Kittle in that draft and DJ Jones in the sixth round. So uh, they got to work pretty good pretty quickly on, on some key pieces of what has become a contender out in San Francisco. Uh, wrapping up here with Zach Selby, commanders.com. Uh, last thing I'll ask you is this, Zach. 
What is your favorite anecdote from whether it made the print story or not? Your favorite thing that you walk away from the phone call with John Lynch? What's your favorite, like your favorite story, I guess, from from that chat? Honestly, I think I really think the Elway story is, is so fascinating to me because you know these the Hall of Fame guys like they they are very very confident in their football knowledge and their football acumen, and I, I'm imagining myself trying to tell even like I don't know like like Logan Paulson, like, Hey, I really believe that this guy is going to be, is going to be something special. Like they're going to look at you and say, okay, you can say that, but like, what do you have to back up with? And when you have a hall at a hall of fame resume to that, like it's going to be very hard to convince them that what they believe is, is maybe not necessarily always the best direction for what the, for, for how the franchise can go. But um, when you have a guy like, who's a thorough and as bright as Adam Peters has been, then yeah, you 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 can you can you can bring up all these stats and say okay, there's some evidence to why I'm saying this. I'm not just saying it just to be argumentative, or I'm not I'm saying it just to be uh, just to go against the grain. I actually have a a full fledged opinion on on why you can do this. And if you can convince a, a Hall of Fame guy like like John Elway, you 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 should be able to to convince anybody. But I think overall the biggest thing is I think John can, John felt like. Adam wasn't equal in a lot of ways. I know, like, they, they, he didn't see it as, like, oh, it's just one of my employees or my underlings, like, getting an opportunity. He felt like, of course he was going to get this opportunity because he's that good. Uh, he's that good of an executive. He's that good of a person. Um, and, again, you have to consider him to be as a co-architect of that 49ers uh, roster in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think you look. You, he always spoke to him with such high regard and saying, almost, like I said, as an equal. And that, to me, gives me so much confidence as to – why again this is a slam dunk hire for Washington. And again, like I've been saying for a while, this is the most exciting offseason I've been a part of in a while. And I really can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, uh I think you, me, everyone listening, uh it right. definitely is a time. Uh you know, I was just talking with a buddy of mine in the commercial break and he's like, you know, they've given me a reason to have hope again. Hope's hope can be a dangerous thing, but it's better than the alternative, which is having none. Uh Zach right. Selby with us from commanders.com. I'm serious, this piece is really, really good. This the quotes from Lynch are phenomenal. It is worth a read at commanders.com. Uh and Zach, any chance we have to have you on the show is always a great one. Uh I, I don't know the next time I'll see you. I guess probably the head coach press conference. Uh, hopefully I'll see you here in a, in a couple weeks whenever that happens. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, it's always great talking to you, Craig. Um, we'll see you again soon. Indeed. All right, Zach Selby, everybody, with us here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, uh, a couple more thoughts uh, on this article because there's really some great quotes from Lynch. So I'll hit one or two more of those quickly. And then at 6.30, talk about the big NBA trade today. Pascal Siakam off the trade market, going from Toronto to Indianapolis. That's all still to come on The Hoffman Show.